You're listening to Sleeping with the Somniacs, here brought to you by the Day Space Podcast Network. This show was originally recorded for my own use and my own purposes. Wow, this has become a habit. Already I am so down with recording shows for other people and the other networks and Tri-C Radio in particular, and I just, you know, automatically default to, you know, pretending like that. But this is my show. My show 100%. Me... Being me to, you know, basically, my goal here is to talk my heart out to my my desire and to basically, you know, train myself here to be a little bit of a better host, at least as a solo host, as a solo person with a mic alone in his own room with a Spider-Man t-shirt on. Anyway, guys, I wasn't entirely sure of what the format for this show would be what I would decide I would do. So basically, I just, you know, talk to my my guy, my my dude, one of my bros. That's what I say. That's what he says. It's cool to call him a bro, so he's a bro, man. That's just the truth. And I was talking to him, and I said, if you were just to do a live stream every Thursday night, because there's nothing to do tomorrow... So there is nothing to worry about, nothing to stress out about, nothing to, you know, nothing nothing to to be concerned about or or move on. Anyway, he said, you know, just make a few talking points, just see where where things flow, where they go into, and what they, you know. And I I agreed with him at, at an extent because I don't want I don't want a format for this show. I want to be able to rant and talk about whatever the heck or how I want, because this is, this is it, I don't, the other shows kind of have a structure, and they, you know, they have a few rules, and because, because they're structured in, in a sense of without, you know, saying completely that we do go off point, and we do go off topic a lot, just, it's just a rule of the network, I decided that this shouldn't have such a, such a schedule now, I did take his advice and made a few things I want to talk about. Now, the first thing I'm going to talk about now may seem pretty old, and I just want to bring it up right now because I was having the same conversation with the same dude, the same bro. I had I, I did a show on this on an episode of Lane to the Future where I talked about Amazing Spider-Man 700 and what it meant. And we talked a lot about it, and we've had some time for it to sink in and we've realized that Peter Parker is quote unquote dead. Um, if you have not read it, I'm sorry that I'm going to destroy it and ruin it for you. If you have not read superior Spider-Man, I'm going to destroy it and ruin it for you. Basically, Peter is a ghost blue thing that is either inside Doc's mind or whatever we want to say, whatever's going on, Peter's not dead. We, on this episode of Land of the Future, before any of this had happened, before the Superior Spider-Man, before Peter's blue ghostly body came into respect, we said, once again, like most people, we're sane and normal and not a little bit fucked up, who aren't, aren't panicking at the, at the terrible end, what they would say was Amazing Spider-Man 700. They're not out there panicking. They're not, you know, terrified of what's going on. Those people realize that these are comic books. And I you know that I'm a new comic book reader. And I know that 
it's the truth, but I, you know, I see these things blow up in the media, the big deal, because I am still a nerd, I'm still a geek, I'm still into these things. I still know if something, you know, crazy or out of the ordinary happens. And he said that we, we had talked about this, and I agreed with him. And I said, you know, it's right, it's just comics. Now, we all knew Peter was coming back. We all knew it, whether he came back, whatever way he did. Here's the problem we were discussing, though, is because because it does feel like he did die. It was not clear. We're all really emotionally torn up about this. Whether we're sending death threats to Dan Slot or not, we're still a little bit upset and a little still bit hurt. And this is what's making this story so hard to deal with. And this is totally his idea, and I totally just agree with him, and that's why I wanted to point this out. And basically, we all know it's going to be okay. And we know it. But is this an emotional journey that's so difficult for us to deal with that no matter what, we want this story to end? And maybe that'll come out in anger, and maybe it'll be, you know, something a little bit upsetting and terrifying and sad, okay? Whatever the case may be, we're hurt. We're worried. And... Man, no matter what we do, Marvel has a say in what's going to happen. They have decided that this is what's going to happen. They've decided that, you know, Peter's uh, dead. And Peter is uh, in Ock's body, or Ock is in Peter's body, and Peter is a ghost. They've decided this. There's nothing we can do. But we love Peter Parker. We've... Watched Peter Parker be down on his luck for years, and he finally seemed to have pulled it together. Things had started to go great. They tear that out from underneath us. We felt and cared more for Peter Parker than any other comic book character ever. Those who didn't even read comic books, including myself, cared more about Peter Parker than we cared about any other Peter... The truth is, I knew Iron Man was a dude who had an iron suit, okay? Right? But before, like, the Avengers movies and the Iron Man thing, like... It would have been really hard for me to tell you that Tony Stark is who he is. Just, just as Tony Stark. Honestly, I still don't know who Tony Stark was before the new Iron Man Marvel Now book. I don't know what kind of character he was. If he was anything like the movie. I mean, he's like the movie in the in the new comic book. But that doesn't mean he was like that originally. The truth is, I don't know. Now, of course, now they're tailing towards the movie universe. And it's important to bring in those movie readers. And I'm totally down with that. And I'm not... Not gonna hate on that because that's how they bring everybody in. If they if they didn't make other bizarre universe story plots or whatever whatever the case they want to do, you know, these things wouldn't be what they are. And that's you know that's that's what this is. And if basically basically what I had said to him was and what I was trying to get to with that Spider Man thing is like. It's been a really long time without a Spider-Man book. I really kind of want to know what's happening, and I'm really kind of upset, and I'm waiting this long. Because normally it comes out every two weeks, and that's nothing to wait for. Like, yeah, I can wait for my saga book, and I can wait for that. No big deal, right? Because I'm used to waiting for it. But this this is one of those books that, like, new book, new book, new book, new book, hand it to me now. Because right now, in this, in this situation, we're panicking, right? We're just, you know, a little bit terrified. Of the things that terrify me. Just saying. Okay? 
Now, this is a story that I had been saving to tell in an intro rant to Character Crunch. And I decided that tonight would be the night that I would reveal this story because we did Character Crunch and I realized that this might actually have been a good intro if I would have played it right, but I'm not going to say how. Horrible, 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 horrible things happen. Okay, this is just how this is. Horrible things happen to entire civilizations, okay, to make change, to solve a problem, to do something that we like to call in the world revolution, right? That is an interesting, you know, aspect on life, I would say. that That is what that is. Now, here, here's the problem, okay? I was sitting in a building downtown. I was just, you know, playing Simpsons Tapped Out, a game that is addicting, yet I am proud of myself for not spending any real money yet. Yet. Um, I decided, I was just, you know, trying to mind my own business, trying not to listen to the conversations around me. Down the hallway... I hear some people screaming about politics and their opinions, right? Now, this is not a conversation I like to have. This isn't even a conversation I want to go into on here, okay? My views are my own. I would talk about them with a person in real life. But it's not something that I particularly like to, you know, argue about in my my own personal views. Because, once again, they are my personal views. That is my opinion, you have no you don't have to listen to me you don't have to agree with me and i don't want to have to disagree with you so that's the way i look at that i'm just listening i switch games to, to distract myself even more and then i start to realize that the girl that this this man is talking to is definitely not interested in anything he's saying she's just kind of going along with it this happens a lot downtown i'm just saying it's it's almost disgusting how often I see this happen. Go back to ignoring him. This isn't my business. This isn't something this this is something we all do. We can't help it. We have to listen, right? Then I hear the next thing I hear is him going, Hey, let me tell you something. You know what revolution is? I turn my head. I look away. I don't even want to hear, after hearing what this man's political views were, I didn't want to hear what his his definition of revolution was, right? This man's political views and his opinions on everything else I heard him talking about with this woman are officially discredited based on this definition. Everything he had ever said in his entire life, at least in front of me, has been completely erased and unimportant, even... Even if some of the things he said sounded smart before this point, because I wasn't listening entirely. This man goes like this. Revolution is the exchange of money. You know, when another person gives another person money. Hold on. Let me just let you you think about the fact that now, according to this man, a man in our world... The living world that we live in, revolution, is a transaction between two people. 
Can you just imagine the poor veteran or somebody who actually, you know, caused the revolution? How they would feel if this is what people thought this was what they were talking about? This is disgusting, sad, and horrible. Somebody that is technically at a college level. Somebody who was sitting there discussing his political views, which means he's having a say in our elections. Thanks Revolution is a transaction between two people. Oh, how this world continues to fall down, down, down. I I just I just am amazed. And this this happened about, you know, a week ago. I I, I can't this is something I can't let go, just like Amazing Spider-Man 700. Is it something that keeps pulling at the at, at the back of my head? Just it's back there, shuts up for a little bit, and then, hey, Dave, hey, hey, do you want to know something? What if revolution wasn't, you know, okay, like what the heck was this person? What, what, what the hell was this person thinking? Not not only that is, you know that this person totally felt they were in the, the right. They were a hundred percent right about everything they were saying and correct and just, uh, I, I I fear that this is what is happening. Right? Okay. And I think a lot of people in this world just don't have, like, humanity anymore. Right? Okay. This this is a story, and I'm going to tell this because at this point, this doesn't matter what I say because it is already finalized and confirmed, right? If you had known me last semester, you would know that I, that I am a much happier person than I am now. And basically on borderline depression because of what last semester basically ended up being was a, a, a just a... Basically one class destructed everything and making me feel horrible in every other class and whatever i'm not even gonna say much more about that other than than this right okay i decide to struggle all the way through this class successfully complete it right feel like i gave it my all last week i'm struggling through as much extra work that i can possibly do to hopefully persuade the grade just a slight tiny bit sitting there terrified upset whatever right look at look at the final grades right before the final i realize that at this point i actually only have to have to answer 50% of this final correctly 50% i don't even have to get an f okay to pass this class on the final yet somehow i know in the pit of my stomach that no way in hell, am I actually even going to get 50%? Because I didn't understand any of this. I'm sitting there struggling through the beginning homeworks, trying to struggle out just a few more points, because I didn't even understand that. Walk into that final the next day. Sit down and go, in my head, I can do this. I'm going to get 50% at least, if not more, on this final. Look at this perfectly bound blue final. I'm just I'm just going to emphasize this. It was bound just like a comic book with the staples closed, just like a comic book. This is a test. This is how all the tests in this class were. I mean, I don't know who 
who else does this? No, another professor in my entire life has ever done this, has found their test. Anyway, start looking at it. First page, got this, right? Turn the page. This is eight pages. I emphasize with you that at the, le at the second page, I was already like, yep, this ain't going to happen. Understood an eighth of what I needed to, right? Struggle through the next seven pages, right? Just, just, you know, giving it everything I had, feeling in the tiny spaces and doing partial bits of the problems, right? You know, these problems, some of them are worth 12 points, you know, like I can get at least six of these, right? Because that's technically all I have to get. And I walk out of that final and I knew walking out of there that there was no way I passed it basically one page I had wrote just a big question mark because I had not known how to do those on the homework I had not known how to do them on the test originally he didn't explain them and I just kept moving on waited waited and waited for that grade to go in semester ends waited another week no grade waited another week no grade woke up the next day checked the grade to pass this class you needed a 75% I had a 74.6 something really close all I know is it was it was a matter of five points an argument of five points I don't know what professor ever failed anybody by five points out of 1,200. 1,200 points. Five. Five. So I sit there and I, I start calculating all the grades on my own because I've got to find a mistake here somewhere, right? Because there's there's got to be a mistake of five points. Find it in the homework. I send this professor because I had been so upset, so stressed out. I sent him probably the angriest email I've ever sent a professor. I probably screwed up the typing a lot, right? Made a, I know I made a mistake in the subject line. I purposely corrected the body of this email. And I, I, even today, I feel bad about sending that email off, except the fact that his response was not, I'll look at it for you. It was like, yeah, maybe I'll look at it. Um, I'll, I'll see about it, right? And I was like terrified, right? Wait another week. Revisions go in and I passed by like nothing literally by nothing but I had passed I had already broke down from realizing that I had failed by less than five points terrified and miserable and I realized that I had to take that class again the terrifyingness of how how upset and miserable I was and I I only tell this story because I realize now that that I was a horrible person last semester, and I feel bad to everybody in the world who had to be around me at the time. I, then I'm such a happier person now. Again, I feel like I'm back in the first semester of college, where like the whole world was great. I was finally away from the horrible high school world that I lived in, and this is now heaven on earth because I'm learning what I want to learn. I'm learning how to record and how to make podcasts and how to do all this stuff that 
that is astounding and amazing and it's the future and I just just am blown away by it okay this 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 stuff these internet podcasts these internet series are amazing you know which cable I watch none this is this is another thing right new episodes of TV shows that I like like including like the Big Bang Theory the Anako Almanac talked about this this week because the only reason I bring it up I listened to it about 10 minutes ago right they they discussed how this show you know hurts geek culture right because because you know crazy geek culture reviewers decide that this is this is hating on our culture right no i love that show i'm just gonna say it that show makes me laugh it makes me smile yes sometimes they pull the dumb stupid joke out of the hat whatever do whatever they do whatever they please and i am like yeah good funny but not that funny right but when they make these super smart geeky totally exactly what the conversations we have where we're arguing about whatever it is about whatever superhero and it's complete nonsense but it gets really sophisticated i'll never say that word ever again on the radio they um no they they are you know astounding and the, the arguments they have are just the truth is some of it is stupid right okay but some of it is the goddamn truth okay it is a hundred percent exactly the conversations we have yes the conversations we have in real life are stupid we and once again i open the show by talking about spider-man 700 which we've been talking about for over a month we are still panicked about this peter parker dead thing whatever and back to my my future conversation here is that these web series and these web things are the future and the cable it's a piece of junk it's a stupid little thing that that you know i just feel like it's not important to me anymore it's not a it's not an important part of my life it's not an important thing that i look forward to i honestly don't even know what the shows are there's a poster back there it's sitting on my shelf i can see it it's for a show called attack of the nerds it's another geek culture ripoff show that probably honestly in in all honestly looks pretty funny from what i've seen of it will i watch it no where did i get that poster oh right the comic book store i wonder what they got to hand that out to me just to be honest is you know what's a really nice treat in my bag is a free comic book even if it's horrible and stupid and whatever instead i got handed a an advertisement right and it's one of those things it's like yeah good we're trying to make real network television but shows like the guild which i just finished season six all the way through i watched it all the way through space janitors learning town geek and sundry all that nonsense whatever that is the future man these podcasts talking to the world real people's opinions way more valid to me okay the there's there's websites that are all hosted by like phone dog basically they control everything right but they're all tech news on whatever subject here's the truth they write articles that i they write them as opinions right this this validates whatever whatever the piece of the medium is if you write it in an eye perspective and i had this conversation with my bro again is it means it makes it a lot more meaningful is because now you're telling me even even if you were paid to tell me that you think it's awesome, right? When you tell me that a lot of stuff is awesome that actually is awesome because you said it is, 
I respect your opinion a lot more. When you you tell me something's awesome, I go get it, and I tweet you, and I tell you what's awesome, and you tweet me back, and you're like, yeah, and then I tweet you again, what's wrong with it, and they totally agree with me. I feel like that's it's brilliant. Billy Mays, who yelled in his advertising, never would have emailed me back about Sham Wows or whatever the heck he advertised. Would never have tweeted me back to tell me that, yeah, it's awesome for this, but it kind of sucks for this. You know, this is a new world. Is like, I can wake up in the morning and listen to the morning stream. I fit one of my favorite podcasts. Tweet Scott Johnson immediately after the show and say, dude, that was a great show. I totally loved it. And he can respond as a real person because, you know, he's a totally normal dude. He can send me back and say, hey, yeah, I had a I had a fun time doing it, dude. And that's exactly my reaction after the show is like, yeah, that was fun. I'm totally down, especially like even doing this show. I feel way totally down with this, even though. We're coming to the end, and I'm running out of my subject points here to talk about. This is about the the future of this broadcasting stuff is 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 something that totally, totally is my flavor. Totally what I'm looking for in this world. I just want to conclude this by explaining that I did this show live on Ustream. I plan to do these Thursday nights starting at midnight Eastern Standard Time. What is that? Three o'clock uh, California time, and or no, nine o'clock p.m. California time, and what is it? Two hours, ten o'clock Mountain Time. The only time zone that matters, according to Scott Johnson. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap this show up right now, guys, because I'm ready to go to bed. Sometimes this show will probably actually go a little bit over when I have a ton to talk about. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This show is brought to you by the Dayspace Podcast Network. You can find the rest of our shows at www.dayspace.com. That's D-A-C-E-S-P-A-C-E. Check me out on Twitter. It's the same thing. D-A-C-E-S-P-A-C-E. Well, I'm doing this, guys. I will see you guys around. A new episode of Character Crunch coming on Monday morning. I think that's going to be the next show after this one. Unless I get inspired. Alright, see you guys around. See you guys around. Bye bros.